very first investment, I bought a stock. Uh, the, the account value doubled in about a year. And I was, I was hooked on investing. I said, man, I said, I made more money in one year investing than working those crap jobs, right? Uh, for an entire year. Yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, though, the company ended up filing bankruptcy. I ended up losing all my money. Welcome to the power of passive income and how to retire rich with your host, Vijay Patel. Get your financial advice straight from the experts and learn how to take your first steps towards financial freedom. If you're ready to retire rich, then listen up. Good morning, everyone. We have Edwin Kelly in the house. Uh, welcome to another episode of Power of Passive Income and How to Retire Rich. Uh, this morning, we will be talking some interesting thing. Uh, usually, we, we have more of entrepreneurs on the show. But, uh, you know, uh, Edwin is like, you know, specialized in a few things, which is very interesting and uh, worth learning for sure. Uh, even I'm, I would like to learn myself. So let's start with the introduction and then we'll go like, you know, start the show. Excellent. Thank, thanks so much, Vijay. I'm, I'm uh, super excited to be here today with you. Thank you. So if you can just give us a brief introduction and let's let's, you know, uh, start with the show. Yeah, so my name is Edwin Kelly. I'm CEO and uh, co-founder of Specialized Trust Company. Uh, we are a self-directed IRA uh, custodian and 401k uh, ad administrator um, and, and, and custodian, I should say, actually. And what we specialize in is helping people get control of their retirement account, the money in that retirement account, understand all the benefits of those accounts and how to invest in anything allowed by the government to create uh, passive streams of income that allow people to rescue their retirement, um, rewrite their family legacy, among other incredible benefits. Nice, nice. So as we were talking earlier, you know, like personally, one thing we really talk about on the show is a journey. Like everybody has an individual journey. So let's talk about your journey uh, from, you know, investing point of view, why you like, you know, uh, how did you get aware of investing? What, what, what is the importance of money in your life and how uh, the thought process was and transition was from earlier on? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because I had a, I don't know if my experience was unique growing up, but there was a certain set of circumstances that I think paved the way for me to kind of chart my course, if you will, uh, the way that I decided to go. Because um, when I was when I was uh, young, I was raised by a single mom. It was my sister and I, and my mom was a social worker for the state of Ohio. And uh, if you know anything about social workers, social workers have big hearts but small pocketbooks, right? And so we didn't have a lot of money growing up. The interesting thing about that experience was is that I remember in sixth grade going to the grocery store with her, and uh, back then, I'm going to date myself a little bit, so so I'm sure some of the people listening right now are completely unaware of this, but when I was a kid and you went to the grocery store, grocery stores didn't take credit cards, so you had to pay, and they, didn't, they hadn't invented debit cards yet, so you had to pay with a check or cash, so she would write a check, and they had some little scanner thing that they could put it in, and it would say, yes, this check will clear, or no, it won't, so we'd be standing at the checkout, and she'd be muttering under her breath, you know, I hope this check clears, I hope this check clears, and I just remember thinking, man, like that's got to be an awful feeling going to the grocery with two kids in tow and not knowing if you're walking out with food. And I said, you know what? And that just that made a big impression on me. Um, 
And uh, so the interesting thing about it was, is that um, I said, you know what, when I get older, I'm not going to have those issues, right? I, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. Now, I didn't know what the answer was, but I figured money had something to do with it. So I started doing odd jobs and growing up in Ohio, the good news about being in Ohio is that there's lots of lousy weather, right? So there's, there's uh, snow to shovel in the winter, there's leaves to rake in the fall and there's grass to mow in the summer. And so, you know, I could do odd jobs, I could get paid, I could make some money. So fast forward, I get to middle school now and I open up my very first brokerage account. Uh, I convinced my grandfather to be my custodian and, um, so we, we opened up a, an UGMA account, which stands for the Uniform Gift to Minors Act. And um, so under that act, I was able to open up a brokerage account, put some money in it that I had saved and go out and invest it. And the interesting thing about that experience was my very first investment, I bought a stock, uh, the, the account value doubled in about a year. And I was, I was hooked on investing. I said, man, I said, I made more money in one year investing than working those crap jobs, right? Uh, for an entire year. Yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, though, the company ended up filing bankruptcy. I ended up losing all my money. Now, when you're in in, in junior high, and that, by the way, I didn't know anything about exit strategies back then. I didn't know anything. I just knew, I, I and I don't know how I figured it out, but like, you know, what you're talking about right, in terms of building assets, net worth, right, passive income, like that's that's really what, where the wealth is created. Uh, but when you're in middle school and that happens to you, that's what we call a recoverable loss, right? When you're in your 50s, 60s, like that's not so recoverable anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it taught me a lesson early on, which is, you know, they're, they're, you can make a lot of money in investing, but man, you've got to invest in the right things. and You got to understand what you're doing. So fast forward into high school. Um, there were two things that kind of happened that were instrumental, I think, in kind of how I... I went about my career and, and, and getting into to owning my own business and that kind of thing. But the first thing was <clears throat> that I wanted to learn how to be successful and I didn't know how to do that. And back then, right, the internet wasn't around. There was none of that. And so uh, the, the internet was basically your local library. And, and that's where I would spend a lot of time. So I would go to the local library in the evenings and on the weekends. And I remember one day I walked up to the librarian and I said, hey, I said, you know what? I want to be successful in life. How do you learn how to do that? Because, you know, my mom didn't know. Um, and so he says, well, he says, you could read uh, books on successful people. Those are called biographies. And I said, okay, you know, where's the biography? So he, he walked me over to the biography section. He said, here's the biographies. And so, you know, biographies are books written about somebody. Autobiographies is where they write the book about themselves. And he said, you're going to find both in this area. And I said, perfect. So I started reading books on all the greats. Andrew Carnegie, Vanderbilt, um, Ford, you know, Rockefeller, JP Morgan. And I noticed something that that wasn't that they all had in common. And what I noticed was they all had, they all own their own business. So they weren't employees working for somebody else. So I noticed that first and foremost, they all own their own business. But the second thing that I noticed is that they were all entering industries that were fairly new and being developed at the time. And so what I observed from that and from reading their stories was that it's kind of like when something is new, right? Um, a rising tide lifts all boats. It isn't until the industry gets really developed 
that you have to be really, really good at operational excellence, right? And the guns turn inward. And up until that time, everybody's got the, the guns pointed out, right? Protecting yep. the industry as a whole. Yep. But then there's a transition where it points in. And I said, that's what I'm looking for. I want to, I need to get into something that's new that hasn't really been discovered yet and, and, and go there. <clears throat> so that was one of the big first uh, experiences I had. The second experience I had was that al although we didn't have a lot of money growing up, I grew up in a fairly, I'll call it the poor side of the tracks and in a fairly affluent community. And so I went to school with a bunch of kids that were doing all these amazing things, right? They're going on ski trips to Europe and they're doing all these really cool things, which I could only dream about back then. And so I started to observe, well, what is it about these families that they have all this money? Well, again, they were all business owners. They were either doctors, attorneys, or business owners. They fell into that three categories. Yep. And I had no interest in being a doctor. Uh, didn't have a lot of interest in being an attorney. So again, by default, all signs pointed towards <laughs> owning a business. And so, um, in uh, so fast forward, get get out of high school, go to college, and study finance because that's what I was interested in: money and anything around money. And so, I spent my entire career in finance. Um, discovered self directing, which was, I think, that when I discovered self directing, I'm like, this is the niche I've been looking for. This this is the thing. Uh, which we can talk more about if you want, but but that was kind of when I when I discovered self-directing, I was sold, and I, I went down that path, and I never looked back. 